0: Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast, brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet. And we're doing that by delivering you fantastic, tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Hey, Suze. I have Suze with me um, from America. He, she's my first, second American guest to the entrepreneurial journey. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, oh. and we, uh, we, we've only just met, so I'm learning more and more about your business. Tell me, introduce yourself, Suze, because um, you're the best person to tell our listeners what you do.
1: Sure. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me here. And I'm honored that I'm the second stateside person to join you in your community. Um, okay, so yeah, my friends call me Suze, and I am living just north of Atlanta, Georgia. And by trade, I'm called a certified nutritional consultant. And so basically, you know what that means is that I have a deep understanding of the human body and food and how it relates, but My whole ethos is I seek to clear up food confusion so that people can win at losing weight because I realize that we have a serious problem and that women especially are suffering because they're frustrated and they're confused about what it takes to actually lose weight. So I developed inexpensive online programs to help them understand how to eat so that they can get their weight right where they want it and they don't have to suffer anymore. Now, at home, I'm a mom of four kids I've been married almost 24 years and I promise you at least once every three or four months I turn a load of white laundry pink to this day (laughs) but I accidentally got into this nutrition space you know they say that your um, mess is your message and that's the case for me I had a secret that I did not plan to tell anybody. And okay. it started when I was in high school and I never even planned to tell my husband who was a wonderful man. It was just the secret that had so much shame attached to it. And then one day somebody said, you know, you say you would die for your kids, but would you change for them? Mm-hmm. And that question kept me up at night because my secret is that I had an eating disorder and I had it since high school. And it was the thing I couldn't solve, but I was equally ashamed of. So I kept trying to hide it. And I did a very good job. And when I was asked that question, I realized in that instant, if I didn't get this right for me, my girls were going to grow up and they were going to have the same mean girl voice in their head that I had. And they were going to have this fractured relationship with food. And I could not stand the idea of them suffering like I was. And so it was just out of that that i suddenly found enough bravery i mean like i was terrified but i found a little bit more brave than i had scared to get help and the thing that i struggled with was i was doing everything i could and i was landing short i was all in trying to solve my problem but i couldn't find the answers so there was this tension of i don't know that i am going to ever find these answers so is it even worth trying? Mm-hmm. But because of my girls, I still stepped out. And then what happened is, sitting with doctors and dietitians, it opened up this door to a couple things that I didn't know that changed my life. Oh. So what, what I was going to do, honestly, was just hold it in and just keep this, this shameful secret, something mm-hmm. I fixed, and then be a better role model to my girls. And that's when I realized if I would use my voice, that there are a lot of other people, although may not suffer an eating disorder, they have disordered eating. Here in America, 70% of Americans are overweight or or obese, so I knew we had a problem, and I knew I had a way that I could explain it so that they too could have food peace like mine. So that's how come I gave birth to this company called Carpenter 180. It's why I did it the way I did it, and how come I'm here with you today?
0: That's what a beautiful story and thank you for being so brave. It's not everybody who's prepared to come on and say, yeah, I had an eating disorder. Um, mm. And I'm sure that a lot of people out there, men and women, because I know eating disorders amongst men is increasing these days, isn't it? That, yes. Um, knowing that helps them get over it too. And that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So what you're doing is, is amazing. That is truly amazing. Thank you. There are a few people I know I'm going to share this with already that oh. I know struggle with food. Uh, and I love that finding food peace. Yes. Um, peace with food. And you're so right. People see it as a battleground, don't they? They, they see it as waging a war. And that's, you're never going to get recovered properly if you see it like that are
1: you? No and the the thing is is I have like this Mother Teresa complex and (laughs) I can't stand the idea that on the day somebody dies that body image or I have to still be on a diet is something that they struggled with right up until the end because I know they don't want to. I know that this is the thing people want to get right and get past so that they can move on and enjoy their life more. So it's like I'm on this mission to talk to as many people as I can, just to explain this, so that we can take the stress, the anxiety, the uncertainty, the insecurity, all the emotional parts that wrap up in this subject, and help put that behind them, and really restore grown-ups, so that back into that confident, bold self, which I believe, especially for an entrepreneur, is so important when it comes to advancing, scaling growing momentum and taking the business to the next level.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I do 10 steps to a $10 million business. And the first step is thinking big. And it's all about mindset. It's all about self-image, how you think of yourself. And Mm -hmm. and that has a huge impact on your success or failure as a business owner. It starts with you, doesn't it, as an entrepreneur and business owner? It really, really does.
1: It does. And you have to have this two-sided coin going all the time where you have your big sky vision of where this is going so that you're constantly lined up to it but you also have to have incredibly specific steps that are what am i going to do today that is going to move this thing forward toward that big goal i can't get there now but if i keep doing these small things consistency compounds and i will get there and the same thing is true about nutrition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you do, you do that. You tell, tell the listeners about the service. I love this SOS service that you offer. Okay. Tell sure. Them.
1: Okay. So this is called Sue's on Your Shoulder or SOS. Uh-huh. And the reason I developed SOS and it's a daily soundbite that's three to four minutes long that comes right to the text message of a person's phone. I wanted it to be audio because I wanted them to hear and have my voice in their head, helping to reprogram how they thought, I needed it to come right to my customer so that it was simple so that they could use it. I didn't want them having to log into something because yeah. that can get just too much in this busy world. Yeah. So what I did is I based this off of how we learn. So I used to be a first grade teacher. Uh-huh. I have a superpower that once I understand science, I can explain it to a first grader. I love that. So I took how we learned our multiplication facts when we were in third grade, where you'd learn your threes and fours, and then the teacher would have you working on your nines and tens, and then the next thing you know, you were back to your threes and fours again, and she was reinforcing. So these sound bites are meant to be very similar in taking a nutrition course, which is massive, and breaking it down into action steps of what you need to know in the right order so that you never get so much information that you stop because of overwhelm, but every day you get a little bit more and then it reinforces, but you can actually learn. And then the reason I did it this way is so that it could be $15 a month, so everybody can get it. And then it's meant to also be long-term, a daily message, the girlfriend showing up, teaching you what you need to know, staying engaged, staying committed, Because to create a new habit or to create new thoughts around food does not happen in the first day. It takes about 66 days to make a new habit, which means not only do we have to learn how to eat and learn what foods to put on our plate so we can have weight loss without hunger or weight management without hunger, how we can burn fat for fuel rather than always just staying the size we are. I mean, we all want to know how do we burn away body fat. So- That's practical, but if it was really that easy just to do the practical, we'd all download a a meal plan off the internet, and we would not have this weight epidemic. So what happens is we've got the practical so we can get the small rewards, and once we start to get the small rewards like sleeping better, feeling better, flatter stomach, more energy, then it starts to become worth it to exercise discipline and structure around I want this healthy lifestyle and this weight off more than I want this cookie right now, even though I'm really, really emotional. (laughs) And that's the part that takes the practice and the consistency is needed. And you need a mentor or a role model showing you the way to keep you on course or when you get off course to help get you back on.
0: I love that analogy of of being emotional and reaching for a cookie. So you might get emotional, but that means that actually probably go for a walk or a cycle or maybe go for a run instead of reaching for a cookie or you know do do some housework instead of reaching for a cookie you you'll get rid of that emotion some other way in a more health giving way
1: and that sounds so logical but Mm -hmm. when you're in the emotional storm when it happens emotions override logic like that and that's why people struggle because we can all agree when we're feeling calm to do those things I can agree too but when I'm in the middle of feeling all the feelings we really do believe the ice cream is going to make us feel better so there's this (laughs) thing there's this thing that I teach called the feeling spectrum and over on your left hand side this is be like you're touching a hot stove and you can't keep your hand there because it's too hot And over here on the right, it's something so happy you can't sustain either like the taste of the first taste of chocolate or um, Christmas morning or just something so wonderful. But our body is wired to help us get away from pain as fast as it can. So emotional things are painful Mm -hmm. and our brain wants to get us away from that bad emotion, whether it's anxiety, uncertainty, death of a loved one, someone got sick job stress, relationship stress, whatever the pain is, we have it, and our body wants to help us fix it. Now, there's things we can do that society frowns upon, like gambling, stealing, drugs, driving too fast, overspending, but like really society is going to kind of give you one of these like, uh. so we tend not to do it. But when it comes to food, overeating ice cream or french fries or whatever you don't really get frowned on. So here we have this painful problem called stress. Our body knows if you eat ice cream, it's going to numb out and you're not going to feel the stress while you're eating the ice cream. And that feels really good because our body is wired to know if I eat the ice cream, I'll feel better. And I want you to not feel pain. The problem is, and this is where it gets really interesting. When the ice cream's gone, we're still left with the stress because it comes back. The numbing is done. And now we have the feeling of regret and weight gain and blood sugar going up and down. So some of it is beginning to educate on knowing that you're emotionally overeating during a sensitive time because your body's trying to protect you. Your body wants you to feel better in less pain.
0: Wow gosh, you learn something new every day. So what? <laughs> when When did you stop being a teacher and start running your business?
1: So I taught first grade until 2001. Oh. And then I became a stay-at-home mom. And then in 2009, we got a curveball, like you're going to get a curveball if not when. Mm-hmm. And my husband had been a vice president with a company for 14 years. And he realized this is when the recession hit in the United States, he realized they weren't going to need that high level position and he needed to go find something else. So what happened is we took a 40% pay cut and moved our family across the country. And we took the pay cut because we wanted more time together as a family, but we weren't really talking about the impact that that would have on our lifestyle. So this is when, at that time, I bumped into a direct sales company of all things, and it kind of warmed up my entrepreneur chops. like. I like the idea of on my terms at home and my effort determined my paycheck and I was good at it and I was fitting people to products, but I was noticing they were looking for magic diet pills and I was like, guys, those don't exist. I would know about them if they existed. And so pro bono, it started out that I was working with them with the kitchen, with clearing up their food, because what I knew was if I could get them working better in the kitchen, the products would work better and they'd keep buying. That was, I figured that out. But then I realized, actually, I really loved working with the food. That was my sweet spot. That was my zone of genius. So it was about 10 years ago that I really started deep diving more into working with people one-on-one. But then that was limiting because talking about nutrition and weight is really intimidating. And it's a vulnerable feeling and not everybody wants to do that and have those conversations. Plus it takes time and a lot of money. So that's when I started to see people want help, but there's these barriers to entry. And that's when I started developing the company Carpenter 180 in my head. And that's also as technology and online businesses started to grow.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I love that story. Where were well, you living before you moved then?
1: So we're in Georgia now. We were in Mississippi, of
0: all things. Right. Gosh. Okay. So a big move. hmm Yeah, mm-hmm. very big things. Right. Okay. So what's been the scariest moment in your business today?
1: The scariest moment was actually when we flipped the switch to having the doors open virtually. You know, there was the beta, there was the testing with my testing group. They liked it, but these were also people that knew me yeah. and they liked me. So I definitely, about the time that the website went live, I definitely had like the, those fearful lies of, is anybody going to like this? Like, yes. is, this, is this gonna sell? Is this gonna be something that'll scale? Is this a, just a, I mean, am I playing business, not actually growing a business? Yeah. You know, like it was those thoughts. And so that was the scariest. The hardest thing consistently has been the technology barrier, because I I bet in all the time that you've spent working with entrepreneurs and business owners, usually the CEO or the visionary or the owner has the vision, the creativity, the ability to talk and communicate the idea, but it doesn't mean you have every skill set. And so where I'm really strong in delivering content and video and audio and content in terms of talking through marketing messaging, I'm very weak in technology or coding or graphic design. Um, So that all takes being hired out. And there's just an element of vulnerability of not being able to just do it if I wanted to, because I couldn't. And that is consistently challenging for me. You can put the right people in place, but when I get an idea and I want to just run with it, I don't like that barrier that I, yeah. I actually can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've got to rely on other people and they've got to be really good people, haven't they? And it takes time. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. We, we've, I call it kissing frogs. I've kissed yeah. a lot of frogs to find the right people. I've got a brilliant right. head of brand now and I've found a software developer for us. Um, and I, I think I've just found the right facebook genius person as well that's taken me a while so yeah it does take time and you have to make mistakes and and sadly that costs money
1: (laughs) it does and then when you're trying to grow and scale like we've done everything at the speed of cash and Mm -hmm. so there's this part of well you're making revenue but you want to keep your profits but you want to scale therefore you want to invest in people who can take you there further faster and it's a lot to take into account
0: it is yeah it is it's a it's a fine balance definitely so like um,
1: what's the next best step
0: yeah exactly what what do you so we've talked about the fact that you don't have skills in a certain area but what don't you like about running your business what don't i like yeah what do you not like because i can hear the passion for what you do and it's really clear you love what you do but what mm -hmm. what's the downside
1: The downside really is the technology part or the, mm, again, the, the being patient with the process, you know, you spend $1 Mm -hmm. on an ad and you have to tweak it and see if it works before you spend two, then you spend two and you see it works, you spend four, like that kind of scaling process of, I see when you can spend $40,000 on ads to pull in that many more leads to do that many more, Bigger productions. I, like, my brain has a hard time staying brilliant with the small basics uh-huh. that will scale to the big. Uh-huh. And I have, a, I have a tension in there because I see things fire aim ready and I'm ready to go. And waiting for some of these things that just naturally are going to take time is hard. You know, like right now, I have an ad being developed by an, a company that's going to do all the SEO and all the Google Analytics but they're having to go through several tests of a landing page and those things just take time. But it frustrates me as the business owner to know that this is just part of the journey.
0: Yeah. many most of my conversations are with the owners, founders of businesses and their board of directors. So my conversation with the owner goes along the lines of, you've got to slow down to speed up. Yes. Especially the board of directors or the senior management are going, please slow down. We're exhausted. We can't keep up. yes um, yes so, yeah that's yeah that happens i feel your frustration okay so with four kids i'm gonna ask the question what gets you out of bed in the morning i'm assuming it's the kids i don't know <laughs> unless they're very well trained and have a long lie in
1: <laughs> well my kids are wonderful they're a little bit older so i have a 20 year old and 18 and i have twins that are 13 so no way a lot you of don't th- look
0: old enough
1: you i'm 47 it. I am 47. You should eat this way.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm signing up to your app now.
1: (laughs) You'll love it. You'll love it. So what gets me up in the morning is really the partially they're sleeping in. So I know I can get a lot done if I get up in the morning. I, I do happen to be a morning person. So I know my brain is best for doing create creative work early in the day before they're awake. And once they're up and it's late afternoon, I know that I only have so much time with them. So I try to spend the the afternoon with them, but uh, I just don't ever feel like there's time to waste. I have this sense of every day is like a fresh day to move something forward. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good to me. I'm I'm an Enneagram three, I'm an achiever my whole life. And if I can go to bed at night, feeling like I moved something a notch forward. I have this understanding that consistency compounds. So doing a little something every day over the course of the year, that's going to add up to a big change, even though it feels small. But I find that my self-esteem or my self-worth or my good Midwestern, you did a good job. That is a purpose-driven life to me that I'm looking to show up and serve I'm looking to add value. I'm looking to overcome obstacles. And every morning, it just feels like a new chance to wake up and do that and to just be a part of life. I just don't want to be a spectator, just watching life go by. I want to be a participant in adding value. And that means to add value and show up, you got to get up
0: you certainly do absolutely you really do who inspires you who I mean it it could be a historical figure or a family or a friend or you know who who do you kind of think oh yeah their quality I like that quality in them well
1: I I haven't I'm going to tell you what just jumped in my mind which is I was in high school And I would babysit for these two families that have wonderful kids. Mm -hmm. And I watched them go on smoking hot dates as a couple. And they were fairly successful. I saw how they would take their family on trips or out to dinner. They enjoyed their time together as a unit, Mm -hmm. but they enjoyed their time together more as a couple. And they would take little holidays as a couple. And I was the babysitter. I was home with the kids. And I liked these kids and that did more for me becoming who I am right now than probably anything because I would say I'm in the phase of life that I was watching them when I was babysitting, but it showed me what really mattered at the end of the day was the relationships that I have in this house with my husband and my kids. And that while work and growing a business and adding value to other people's lives is significant, Mm -hmm. That without the love of the family, it's kind of not worth it. So I find that a lot of the people that inspire me are the ones that really are, they have great marriages and they have a healthy relationship with their kids to the best of their ability. It's the people who are 80 years old sitting together in church with the really soft eyes and the warm smiles that that's my true north. That's what I'm kind of aiming my life
0: up toward that's beautiful it's so beautiful you you, you're so right as well you can't when you're building and growing a business you can't do it on your own you have Mm -hmm. to have friends and family around you whether whether you're in a relationship or you do or don't have kids you've got to have friends and family around you um to support you Um, and it's it's, it's, it's not a one person activity is it building a business no
1: no it's not and it it's easy to lose sight of that. I think is why I even bring this subject up because I can get so focused on doing what I need to do with the business. But if all I had was this business, it would be kind of an empty shell. Like I'm growing the business so that I can take my family on trips and that, so that we have financial freedom. And so that we, we can make choices about what's the best steward of our money. And we can give generously without having to consult the bank account like there are reasons that I grow this business but I realize if if all I ever do is grow the business and I don't pour into relationships you don't have much left at the end of the
0: day it's not worth it you're so right um Mm -hmm. and I love that you give as you go as well some entrepreneurs kind of wait until the end but actually you can give as you go and whether that's you give in time or expertise or money, but you certainly give as you go along, don't you?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wonderful, so where, where's the business going to? What's happening next?
1: Well, right now, I actually am doing something that's very difficult for me, which is trying to just grow out the SOS, the small barrier entry, the $15 a month program, I am trying to make a ridiculously big platform with that right now. And just focus on marketing, on data, on understanding what's working, what's not working, and try my best to not get working on the next course that's already in my head. (laughs) And I have the membership portal all up in my head, but if I start chasing those two things, I get my eye off this foundation and this foundation is what's so important to build ridiculously wide and big Mm -hmm. because again, I want to impact lives. So I need to get this message out because it's so inexpensive. It can get into a lot of people's ears, but it's not in my nature. I want so badly to be promoting courses and the member portal. But I need to create right now for my, because I know who my customer is. I know exactly what she's about. And if I start talking to her about all these different options, I'm going to confuse her and she's going to go away. So I have to really, for a while, just talk about SOS and just get her excited about that. Even though I want to talk about the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. And you have an offer for our listeners, don't you? I'm very excited.
1: I do. I do. So start with seven free days of SLS just to see if it's a fit, like just to get a feel for what my messages sound like. They're funny, they're goofy, they're informative, they're short, they're to the point, but it's actually based with emails and resources that can really help with like how to banish midday hunger, how to eat, what to eat, why, grocery list. So that seven free days is just awesome. But what I have is put in the coupon code, the word journey. And then I'm going to send out four different grocery lists because I have to be really practical with people about how do we eat protein, fat and fiber? Why do we need our fiber high to have weight loss without hunger and malabsorb a lot of calories? I have to help people find fiber and the right fibers. And so the idea of just talking about, you want to take care of your health Or talking about you need to eat protein, fat, and fiber, that's too high level. I have to get really practical in, we need to get these groceries in your house so that you can build your plate this way. So that grocery list is so good. It's not the the 17-page grocery list. It's the really practical four different kinds, like for online, the regular grocery, so that you know exactly what to do. Because we need help.
0: Yeah, people do need help. So if they go to your website, which is carpenter180, and 180 is the word one and then eight zero, isn't it, dot com. So carpenter180.com, and the coupon code is journey then they're going yes. to get four free grocery lists. We call them shopping lists here in the UK. Shopping <laughs> lists.
1: It'll still work.
0: Yeah, they'll still work. Yes. Um, and that, I love that that it's so practical. And that those are things that will end up in your kitchen cupboard. And right. those things you'll end up eat, cooking and eating, um, mm. which is fantastic. I'm all for being practical, Sue's so Totally all for that, yes. definitely. Yeah. Really yes. Cool. Okay, that is wonderful. I at last question, if your business was a person, what kind of personality would your business have?
1: Oh, it would be vibrant. It would be the person in the room that everybody was coming up to saying, "What are you doing? You look so happy and confident. <laughs> like there's there's just something about you and it's the person that everyone is sucked to and wants to have time with and spend space with because you feel better because you were there with that person they Mm. added so much value that you feel better about yourself because of your time you spent there
0: that's that i love that i absolutely love that Sue's. it's been amazing thank you Mm. so much for your time across the atlantic the (laughs) wonders of modern technology and um, thank you so much and best of luck with your business
1: thank you you too thank you for having me on it was my pleasure to talk pleasure. with you take care okay.
0: Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Fuel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business and then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Fuel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy!